Welcome to Mundane Magic. I'm Nicole Heady, your host and no-nonsense lover of all things true. That's good. Welcome to episode 42. Just imagine what your life could look like if everything that you looked at was looked at exactly the way it was for exactly what it was. Nothing more, nothing less, without judgment, not looking through the lens of could be, would be, should be, just seeing something exactly what it is in that space and in that time. It's beautiful and simple, and I believe it's incredibly empowering. I bet if you could take a moment to just look around at your life right now, Look at your body, perhaps, look at your toenails, what's going on with them, think about your current situation in your life, what you're doing right now, how things are going, think about your family, think about your childhood, think about your potential future, think about anything, and I want you to notice how you think about it, and I bet you that 98% of how the thought process goes is it's being compared to something subconsciously in your mind that you think it should look like, that you think the way you think things should be, or a story you've told yourself maybe once upon a time that has tended to stick with you, or certain judgments and belief systems and mindsets you have on you know, how a good set of toenails should look and how a person's life should look when they're 32 years old, what they should have accomplished and achieved, how many kids they should have, you know, if they're divorced, what does that mean to you? What eyes are you looking at it through? It's just everything that we know, that we think we know, we actually, quote unquote, know this because of our upbringings and exposure to belief systems and dogmas and thought processes. And so the way we look at the world is just a combination and a multiplication of everything that we have been exposed to. And I had this massive light bulb moment a few years ago in my life when I realized this. I read it somewhere in a book and I realized, yes, oh my goodness, I I think that I know so much and I we all do know so much to a certain extent about certain things. But then I went, but how much of it is really decided by me? How much of this do I know, not by what somebody told me when I was growing up, not by my mom, my grandfather, my aunties, uncles, older friends, people I looked up to, teachers, Bible, church, Sunday school, not from those things, because that becomes the much of what we are and who we are, and, and that becomes how we see the world. But then if you question, wait, is this me? Did I, have I actually thought about this for myself? Have you thought about it for yourself and really dug deeper into how you feel about a certain something? how you see certain things. This can take a while. It's taken me years, and it's, I'm still undoing the threads of what I was sewn together with, which each and every one of us you know, has the story, the same story, just with different threads that we've been sewn together with according to our culture, country, history, background, family, religion, you name it. And so looking at through things that way, it's easy to see how we're looking through the world with this preset 
of how things should be. This is what girls do. This is what boys do. This is what girls are. These are what boys are. These are what girls and boys don't do. This is what age you should get married if you are a well-put-together person. If you don't have kids, then this is what this says about you. If you don't believe in God, then this is what I believe about you. All sorts of things. You know, if a person has dirty nails, it means so-and-so about them. We all have these intricate, very, very intricate, and the more you dig into them, the more you'll see that what you think about yourself and the world and everybody else has been subconsciously created and is just surrounded by should-bes and could-bes and would-bes. And so the focus of what I want to talk about right now is removing those could-bes, should-bes, would-bes and looking at something exactly the way it is right now and what that process will do for us is, first of all, clear the mind immensely and incredibly, because for the first time, perhaps we'll be able to actually think without judgment, subconsciously blocking the thought ways and pathways that we could take with our thoughts. But also, we'll be able to see things just clearly. And for the first time, to think, to really think perhaps about the way you feel about something, and that can be an incredible journey. And This is so important because thinking tends to happen a lot on autopilot. Aside from mindfulness and the attempt at getting better at becoming aware of a person's thoughts or your own thoughts or your own life and what have you, a lot of thinking, even if you are attempting to be aware, a lot of the thought process and a lot of thinking happens on a subconscious level before it comes to the conscious level. When thought comes to the conscious level, it's already passed through the subconscious level almost and it's been, you know, it's been kind of manifested in the the conscious and so then it gets perhaps spoken about, acted upon and therefore becomes a so-called belief system or mindset or way that you live your life perhaps. So when you look at your body in the mirror or your face, Let's start with your face. When you look at your face in the mirror, what are you saying without being aware of your thoughts? Because you're feeling something and you've likely been feeling that something for a very long time and so you aren't actually consciously aware of it, but you do have feelings that come up as you look in the mirror or you don't don't feel them because you're so used to feeling them for so many years so they just are a part of what it means for you to look in the mirror. It's part of your looking in the mirror experience, but try to go in front of the mirror and look at your face and really become in tune with and aware of what you're feeling. What is your thought story? What words are coming to your mind? What feelings come up in your body? And it's really fun to explore that. Sometimes scary because it's a very vulnerable space, but it's a very beautiful space where everything good has started. And it's a point where you can Now decide for yourself, consciously, what you want to think and believe about, in this example, what you see in the mirror. So what do you see when you look in the mirror? I bet perhaps you say, you know, this is how I look. I wish I could look this way. I wish my certain feature was a little bit different looking. I don't like this about myself. I love that about myself. I notice this every time I look in the mirror. 
certain things you might have been told in childhood or by your parents or by anybody really growing up could be lingering there when you're looking in the mirror and you could be comparing yourself to Western Caucasian beauty standards. You could be comparing yourself to mid-Asian beauty standards. You could, who knows what's happening, but when you're looking in that mirror, there is so much going on. And I guarantee you that what you're seeing is not yourself for who you really are. And you know that our thoughts are so powerful. Our thoughts become realities. Our thoughts create physical manifestations. And according to our thought processes, do we see our beauty? So the way that you think about something is the way that you see something. So if you're not seeing your face, for example, without thought for exactly what it is, you're not really seeing your face. You are seeing your face through the lens of many, 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 many years past of thought patterns and belief systems that you have incorporated that you very likely aren't aware of. So you're not seeing your face for who you are. You're not seeing Jessica for Jessica. You're not seeing Melissa for the Melissa face that you are, aside from your name or what your name means to you or your childhood or your life story, just look in that mirror, look at your face, look at your eyes, your nose, your mouth, just look at them for what they are and it is going to be a radically transformative moment where you're not telling yourself any nonsense story about what beauty is, what facial features should be, could be, what a face is supposed to look like or function like, what a face is to you, what is a face supposed to do. Take all of that away. Just look at your face and see it for what it is. And that's where the magic starts. And you'll see what I mean when you do it. And that's a great place to start is with yourself. Look at your body next. What stories have you been telling yourself your whole life about your body? Every different part of your body. Go over it. Look at every different part of your body. Take time. See the stories that come up. Because when you look for something, you will find. When you ask, you will receive. It's how it goes. So once you start giving attention and energy to something, the magic will be stirred up and you will find things out. So look and just be present and show up for potentially seeing things for the first time without label and see what that feels like. And then as you go about that, just practice in your life with the stories that you believe about where you are. I mean, what you're doing, how old you are, what do you believe about your age? What do you believe about aging? Do you believe that as you get older, the skin gets saggier and the body gets fatter and the face gets more wrinkly? Because if you believe that stuff, I bet you've never questioned that stuff. And if you've never questioned that stuff, I bet you have never created your own belief system about something, which you can do. Sure, you have scientific facts about the aging process and how things could be and how things should be and how things uh, tend to go and the order they tend to unfold in, but that is not the, the only whole truth. It is not necessarily that way and you are just missing out on the potential power that your mind has for you if you become conscious and create your own thought process about the way you feel about something. So it could be, for, for me, aging, this is a story I tell myself. 
I am not afraid of aging. I'm grateful for aging. Every day and year that I get older, I am so appreciative of. It is the gift of life. I believe my body gets fitter and more beautiful as each day goes by. I'm not afraid of wrinkles. I'm not afraid of my body sagging or cellulite or any of that stuff I've heard. I choose to believe wholeheartedly that I am getting more beautiful as each day goes by and my skin is getting more beautiful. And what beauty means to me is very different to what the world has taught us about beauty. So it all comes together, but it all started somewhere with, wait, what do I feel about beauty? What do I feel about aging? Well, here's what I feel. And so you can create a thought process so brand new and so individually unique and true to yourself that will really empower you instead of unconsciously disempowering you. But more than that, being something that you think about without even thinking about the fact that you're thinking about it, <laughs> if you know what I mean. It's so great to think about what you're thinking about. It's so great to know why you think what you think, why you feel what you feel, and especially why you believe what you believe. Because a belief is a long-held thought process. To me, a belief is something that you have thought about consistently and continue to consistently think about. So especially when it comes to beliefs, something you're going to think about consistently and really ingrain into your mind, it becomes extra important to be conscious of that and to learn to look at something for what it is, to go outside and look at a tree. I mean, it all comes together with mindfulness after all, but to look at a tree for what a tree is not what you learned in science and biology and not what you read on the internet. Just look at it for what it is and start to come up for yourself, within yourself, a storyline perhaps about what that tree is for you right now. And what that tree is for you right now might be different to what that tree is for you tomorrow, might be different to what that tree is for you next month or in five years. It's constant evolution. And so that's what becomes limiting when it comes to long-held belief systems or subconscious thought processes that we have adopted because they don't evolve and they stay and they get kind of stuck on the train 50 years ago because Everything in life is a constant evolution. It's a constant evolving process. So if you aren't constantly moving and being present with how things are evolving and you're sticking to a 20-year-old thought process about something that is brand new in front of your eyes right now in this moment and never will be this thing in this moment ever again, how does that make sense? That's why we have so much pain and havoc and create so many so much stuck energy it's because of all of the all of the stories that we choose to tell ourselves that aren't true all of the drama that we choose to create essentially that doesn't need to be there if we would just see something for what it is right now and of course we're all unique and different so what you're going to see is likely different to what I'm going to see if we're looking at the same thing right now or the same situation, same person, same anything. It, that's great. That's a part of life and your journey and your soul's evolution and that's how it ought to be. And then also power just, power erupts in togetherness. If we are all able to come together, 
with our differing views on something while equally holding space for and maintaining an open heart and open mind and awareness of the constant evolution of everything. It just makes life really simple and really easy and just a whole lot smoother than it is for the most part. Things are supposed to be a lot easier than we make them. That's the truth. It's not supposed to be so difficult. And all of our differing viewpoints, belief systems, opinions that go around so publicly today really do, unsurprisingly, cause way more drama and havoc than they ever should. But that's a different story. So just chew on that. Have a look at the way that you view things and question whether you're looking at them for exactly what they are right now in front of you, especially things that are personal and mean something to you, like your health, your relationship, your life, where you are in your life, career-wise, anything. It's really important that you check those beliefs, even big ones like having kids. I, you know, my story is much of my life, I was a young girl growing up. I just never, ever questioned whether I would or wouldn't have kids. I knew I was having them, right? I'm a girl. That's what girls do. Girls have kids. And we grow up and we become moms and that's the, the nature of life. And I never questioned that. I played my Barbies, my princesses, knew I'd have kids one day. And then I reached about 20, 21 years old just in the middle of college, and I was like, wait, I, where does this come from, this belief that I'm having kids? Whoever told me I'm having kids? Where did I believe for 21 years of my life that I was having kids? And I realized I'd never, ever thought about what it means to have kids and whether I really wanted to have kids. And so I started the whole thought process journey of figuring out whether I wanted kids, and if I chose to, why I wanted them. Conscious, conscious decision. Where did this belief system come from? What has the world taught me? Thank heavens, I thought for myself, because I have seen it happen. I've seen friends from high school, people. I've seen people, I've just seen life happen where people live it out with this unconscious set of beliefs and belief systems that they never question Sometimes until the day they die, they just do what they ought to do according to what society has told them, what their families did before them, you know, generational passing down, what they should be doing according to what their parents told them, what their teachers told them, just what should be done according to who, where does that come from? We've got to start thinking for ourselves. The world needs more people who think for themselves and a part of thinking for yourself means looking at things for what they really are, not through a lens of what you've been taught to believe they are. Be it your face, be it the world, be it your job, be it global warming, whatever the case may be, really understand why you think what you think. See things, not just see with the eyes, seeing isn't just done with the eyes. See things with your mind, with your eyes, with the way you go about your life, with freshness, 
and wiseness and newness. It's so fun to start the journey of questioning why you see things the way you do and how you can see them differently, consciously creating them to be something that is empowering to you, something that is liberating to you, something that is hopeful and strong and positive and encouraging to you and to everybody else around you because so many belief systems that we are fed are not encouraging, are not positive, are not hopeful and helpful to people around us. They might be so to our particular family, religion, culture, society, but if we dig really deep, we understand why we are so split and so broken as a world, as a society, as one, because there is no one, because everything has been so split up into different belief systems and thought processes that not enough people have shattered and broken that thick, thick glass of. It needs to be smashed. Believing things that are harmful to somebody else's belief system is not okay. All right? It's not okay. Because if you see things for how they really are, judgment cannot be a part of it. If you look at something for exactly what it is, nothing more and nothing less, Judgment has no place, and you'll learn that quickly, and you will enjoy that. Some people, many people, I've learned, I used to be one of them. I still sometimes do, I've got to catch myself. People, we somehow love judgment. We do it subconsciously, and it makes us feel good. It makes us feel better, stronger, wiser, something, right? And Or part of a group, which we want to feel what we don't realize we're doing is breaking ourselves down, not the person we're judging, because judging says not, not more about you. It says all about you, not the other person or the thing you're judging, not the culture, society, belief system you're judging. It says everything about you. And unfortunately, the closed-minded way that you look at life, the way that you look at life, which shows that you've never questioned why you look at life the way you do. It was fed from somewhere and it is not liberating. It is not helpful to you or to anybody else. And we need to start looking at everything with fresh eyes. And once you look at something with fresh eyes and see it as exactly what it is for where it is, a person the, the people of our world that are judged, that should never be judged, that I can't believe are judged, the colors of skin, a person's sexual choice, uh, the gender a person decides to be. Let me tell you something. That's got nothing to do with you. And if you have anything to feel about that, that's your first cue sign that you need to go and rework and redo and replenish and, and scrape off the years of indoctrination that you have in your mind, that we have in our minds, and start afresh by looking at something for exactly what it is. Take away the bullshit story. Take away what you've been told your whole life, what you think you believe, but you don't even know what you believe. Take that away and look at something with brand new eyes and it'll happen so often that you'll find yourself needing to do this because like I said in the beginning, we go about life unconsciously seeing and believing things the way we do. But once you start questioning and digging, you can come to no other conclusion 
but oneness, acceptance, and love. And that's the truth of it all. Seeing things exactly the way they are, without label or judgment, or could be, would be, should be, will lead you to acceptance and oneness and love in everything. Yourself, other people, every single thing. It is so beautiful. So I'll leave that with you. I encourage you highly to start the thought process of eliminating things that don't work and really thinking for yourself because the world needs you. The world needs people who think for themselves, themselves from an open, liberated, oneness, love-filled, accepting mind. It'll set you free. It'll make your life so beautiful and present. And it'll set the world free. It really will. Because everything is energetically connected And the world needs more of that energy, more people who think for themselves. So thank you for being here around my virtual campfire as always. Leave a wonderful review if you enjoyed. Send this along to friends and family that you know could benefit. And I look forward to chatting and having you around here next time. Until then, bye-bye.